Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it is great to be with you today. We are taking some time to look at emotions today. This topic that we, you know, we all have emotions, we all experience emotions and you know, how we process them or don't process them and what kind of season of life that we're in tends to be a really big deal. So we are taking a contemplative look at emotion and is there a contemplative way to process our emotions? Happily, I was just on a retreat in Madison where we got to do some of this. There's one piece of paper in particular that asked us to look at various aspects of our lives. How does how do we experience emotional processing in culture, in our families? Uh, how does my personality in particular process emotion? How does my spiritual community process emotion? And I started to realize as I went through each of these, wow, there's not a lot of hard emotional processing. There's a lot of emotional repressing, uh, irritation about emotion, uh, only give me the positives. And it was in like every aspect of my life. So that led me to turn my paper over and start to really think through some of the others. And there's other ways that I've happily gotten to process emotion thanks to other spiritual communities. But in general, if I was thinking about uh, my church experience, it was all on the praise God side. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. How do y'all experience emotion and how does the contemplative help in the midst of that? Interesting that you talk about coming from faith traditions that only let you process positive emotions. Uh, I would say that the same has been true uh, for myself. I um, have loved um, becoming a spiritual director. Um, and I think one of the, the most memorable moments in my training was one weekend we were talking about emotions and they were, they were saying about how most people categorize emotions as, you know, sad, glad, mad. Uh, but, you know, there were, they gave us this exhaustive list of emotions and actually they put them out on the floor and there's like 40 something different words that describe emotions. And, um, you know, I think one that stood out to me was people are mad or angry. Um, and then, you know, they gave this example of, uh, frustrated, like frustrated is different than mad. And so, uh, you know, I was, uh, I, I was currently experiencing frustration in my life and I, I was frustrated because I felt like there was this blockage. I wanted to do something and there was something that was blocking me. And so, you know, I, I say I'm frustrated and that's a lot different than saying I'm, I'm mad, I'm upset. Um, and it really, uh, I really appreciated uh, that weekend of, of seeing all the different emotions uh, because I think it's it, it's more identifying of what's going on inside of you uh, to to accurately name the emotions that you're experiencing rather than putting it in like this sort of big category of mad, sad, glad. 
It's interesting that you're talking about blockage because I recently learned the origin of the word emotion comes from French, which is essentially energy in motion. And I found that a really interesting way to frame emotion. I remember years ago, someone talking about emotion is just vibrations in your body. And I thought that that was kind of weird the way that they were describing it. But there is something about emotion is energy in motion. And I think when we don't process our emotions, they come out in ways that you know, we probably not the most helpful, healthy ways, but eventually they will come out. And so I think something that I've been really thinking about is what does it mean to process emotion and to involve God in that processing? And what does it mean to come up against some what I would call uncomfortable emotions, and to really invite spirit to help me to navigate through those uncomfortable emotions, so that that energy and motion can actually be released from my body, or be metabolized to transform into a different type of energy. So for example, if I'm frustrated, to, to use your example, Chris, um, what does it look like to process through to release that or to turn that frustration into action towards change? And so I think that there's something to that stuckness versus motionness that we're describing. Ooh, so interesting. Um, I think as everybody's talking, I'm realizing there is a practice that I've utilized probably in the last half a year or so where after I kind of sit in some silence for a bit, uh, I will sit with a, a number of questions, one of which is, what are you feeling? And I've often noticed that I have conflicting feelings in my, you know, my being, if you will. So I will both be irritated about one thing and excited about something else. Uh, but to, yeah, to this point that we're talking about, I will often try to avoid just sweeping like I'm mad, glad, sad, and kind of look for a deeper word. Like I feel irritated, I feel frustrated, or I feel energized, excited, motivated, whatever it is. Um, and that is really helpful because for one thing, it's helping me see that it's not all one experience. I'm not just having a bad experience or a euphoric experience. My whole life is jumbled together. There's multiple things going on. But wherever the, the difficult story is, the next question is, what is my painful story? What is the struggle? You know, what's causing that emotion? It's usually a thought based script that I'm running and is there a better story so like I won't just get left with an emotion that I can't do anything with like there's somewhere to go with this emotion which has also been very helpful so um, for a while I was doing that daily and it's summer now and I have all the kids so now it's more like weekly but it is still meaningful you know even if it's not as frequent as it was a little bit ago and I think, Chris, you know, you used a really engaging example of putting the emotions on the floor and being invited to take an emotion and sit with that. I think oftentimes there's feelings wheels or mood meters. If you Google that online, you'll see different things. And what I appreciate about that is that there's typically a spectrum. So they might choose the color blue for certain emotions and there's the light blue to the dark blue. And I think that that is really helpful because sometimes we can feel I'm anxious right now. And if I really sit with that, maybe it's a light blue, but in my mind, it's like this midnight blue <laughs> anxiety that I'm feeling. And I think sometimes when we are sitting with that, I know in our last episode, we talked about meditation and sometimes just settling down and, you know, uh, realizing, okay, there's some anxiety here. I'm going to sit with this. And 
watching that dial kind of turn down from the intensity of it to actually it's really not that big of a deal and the reason I'm anxious today is because I have this meeting that I'm unsure about okay I can invite God into that and just let that go for right now so I appreciate kind of the spectrums and the intensity or lack of intensity thereof of emotions and what a can of worms we have opened up uh you know I think you know going back to talking about only positive emotions being being able to be expressed in one's journey. Yeah, I think something that has really sort of helped me open up to exploring uh, negative emotions. I'm, I'm the type of person that have been classified as an Enneagram seven and, you know, the, our like greatest fear is pain or, you know, we sort of run away from negative emotions. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I found that to be true in my life is that it, the, the ease of just being able to maybe walk away from something has, has been my makeup, my personality. But I've also felt invited by God to sort of process some of these negative emotions. And something that's been helpful to me, one of the things that was said in, in, in a, a, a conference that I was at is, you know, if you're in a good place right now, that's awesome. Celebrate it. But hard times are going to come. And in the hard times, you need to find God. And uh, life, is, life is full of happy moments. And life is full of uh, more challenging, negative uh, emotions. And so you need to process those and find those too. And I just found that to be a wonderful invitation. Like, yes, enjoy the now, the, the, the good, but also just appreciated the invitation to find God in what we would call the more challenging energies that move through us. So and that's, that's something that's come up for me. Yeah, and I think this notion of if we don't process the emotion, it can get stuck. It can become large. So you're talking about the colors, right? I could think it's a dark blue when it's really a light blue. Um, for sure, this has been, you know, I, I took this trip at the early part of the summer and realized like, oh my gosh, there's all of this stuff just hanging out. And I, I hadn't even been aware that it was hanging out, quite honestly, but just seeing all my friends' faces again and and feeling like, you know, like my one friend, we said goodbye and like burst into tears. It's like so emotional. Like these are the kinds of tears that tend to be reserved for like family, which truthfully, like my Massachusetts family is a family. So it's not. But in the midst of all of it, sometimes there are just not words either. And so... Like on this retreat I was just taking, I realized I spent a lot of time turning pages over and drawing because <laughs> I, I don't have words to go through whatever the, the, the grief was that I was feeling, but I can kind of draw it or get it out. And um, at other times it was so devastating in my life. It was like a puzzle. Like I need colors and things that are taking me through my emotion, but I, they can't even come out of me. They just have to be something I can kind of create so a puzzle was perfect so yes if we don't process the emotions they get stuck they become larger than life so this business of processing really helps the freedom to come out like by the time I got to 
the end of various sessions at this retreat, I was able to say like, this is okay now. I thought that this was going to be a really big deal. I thought that, you know, the absence of this relationship or, or moving, like there's various things was this really big deal. But now that I'm sitting here, I realize it's okay. I'm okay. There's freedom. There's, there's new possibility. And in particular, like, I think I wrote on my paper at one point, I'm free to be who I am right now instead of trying to be whatever it was I was trying to be at some previous point in my life. Like now I can be present to today. So yeah. And I think that's important because I think in addition to maybe being stuck, our, our emotions invite opportunities for transformation. And again, that's a spiritual practice where I think what I'm hearing you describe, Christina, is as you are naming and owning and sitting with these emotions, as the retreat unfolded, you were able to see transformation in even some of your mindsets and thoughts around the emotions, which I think is important. And even to your point, I think one of the beautiful things about children is that um, they are not conditioned to not cry. So when they are frustrated about something, the tears just turn on and they could easily turn off as well. But there's something in our body saying, I need to release. I am frustrated right now, or I feel misunderstood, or I'm scared. And so I cry, and our body releases toxins, or the energy is in motion to get out, and then we can move on. Where I think as adults, we, you know, scoop it all in and, <laughs> you know, deal with it or buck up. And so I think having that freedom to, you know, release in different ways often can lead to that transformation that you're describing. Well, thank you guys so much. I feel like we could probably talk endlessly about emotion, but it's probably okay for now just to take a moment and digest everything that we've just thought about. So why don't we transition into the part of our podcast where we talk about things that we are excited about. <laughs> so what I am into this week is different blends of massage oils. And so I have a dear friend who uh, does massage and she makes these different blends. And I've just so appreciated like that jojoba and almond and basil can be one sort of a blend and citrus and things like that. And so I am engaging and opening my awareness to the world of massage oil blends. Well, I am into summer pool time fun. Uh, we got a membership to a pool for the month of August. And we have been going to the pool almost daily with our kids. Usually they invite a friend and it is just hours and hours of fun. I can read a book, I can do some work, the lifeguard can babysit my kids, my, my children's friends can entertain my children. It is just a wonderful, blissful experience. So I am into summer full-time fun. <laughs> that is exciting. Yay for August. I feel like a lot of times people discount August, but I'm all in for August. It is full-on summer. Speaking of summer... Also, the harvesting time is kind of coming. Like we just got a call from my husband's mother the other day that there was probably like over a hundred ears of corn to be coming our way, these kinds of things. And we planted a little garden of our own. And so knowing what happened last year about this time, I was like, we're going to be ready. So I am into canning supplies. Like we have suddenly become people who need this kind of thing. So we bought this large water bath pot 
and it looks like a cauldron. It's just so big. And then we realized that that doesn't, you can't water bath everything. And so we also bought a pressure canning pot. So now we are the owner of these two ginormous pots and we are going to learn how to use them. So that is what I am into these days. Thank you so much, everybody, for being with us. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to go to the contemplativelife.net. There's lots of resources there. Uh, you can email us if you want to chat about any of the things that we are talking about. Info at the contemplativelife.net. And if you have a moment, we would love for you to rate us on iTunes so that other people can find us. Thanks so much for being with us, and we will see you again soon. Oh, oh, oh.